Welcome, dirty peasants, to episode 9 of the Wartwood Gazette podcast. This week we'll be covering Amphibia Season 1, Episode 1, Anor Beast and Best Fronds. I'm your host, Thumbaticon, and joining me today we have Fall. Hey. And Venom. What's up? So, now that we're in the hiatus, like, and we already covered the second half of Season 2, like, it's nice to go back to the beginning and uh, just pretty much, like, look back on Season 1 and it's, like, it's the Wartwood setting, which now that we've, like, it'll be nice to, like, look back on certain plot elements and certain character character developments that happened here that later that later had a big impact on season two late down the line so uh i guess was there there were a few bit of news this week regarding amphibia like uh matt did that interview i forgot his name what was the name of that youtube channel the interview the channel name is called sit down and think yeah like yeah. he gave a pretty like lengthy interview and like to talk about true colors and stuff it was really if you haven't watched it already you should check that out and uh also season two like i was got added to disney plus yesterday so hopefully more people will get into the show and see what it's all about and uh yeah, I think that's pretty much it for news. Were there any like significant tweets? The um, the the DTBA Instagram account had the um, the Q and A for the the SDCC twenty twenty one panel. Oh right, right. So then, if you haven't if you haven't got like I think Disney TVA has that on their Insta story, so. If you want to mm-hmm. try and submit a question, it's there for the taking. Yeah, ask them to give us our our physical home releases for DVD yes. and Blu-ray. Yeah, and there was also Matt's tweet about filler. <laughs> I was I like that you one. That was nice. It was cool. We, we can't say that. We, we can't say the we can't say the f word here. Fall. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Matt's uh, Matt's tweet on the F word. We can say fuck though, because we don't want you to disable comments. <laughs> oh yeah, we don't want it to be marked as for kids. Right, but uh, I guess we'll probably get right into covering Anor Beast, which is written by Matt Brawley and Jack Fer Fer Ferolo Fer Friolo? Nice for, pronunciation for skills. Thank you, Paul. <laughs> Storyboards by Kyler Spears, Yo- Jonathan Tal, and Bert uh, Yoon, and as directed by Bert Yoon as well. So the episode, like, it starts with uh, it like Wally is basically like the first character we ever see on the show, which is I don't know, it's just nice to think about. He's got that. He has that honor. And then we would get like Anne and Shat and like in the shadows. And then we actually just instead of getting starting the show from Anne, Anne's point of view, it's pretty much the planners for this these first few minutes, like establishing them in like in Wartwood, but the town's like Sprig like Sprig's like lessons and responsibility, and then that montage of everything that he like messed up yes the day before. And then, like, Wally comes back screaming about, like, seeing the beast in the woods. And then, like, that's when Sprig, like, starts his quest. And we get that, like, nice, like, Pac-Man scene with Polly. And then yeah. eventually we get... And then eventually we get, like, the... Like, we get the the first meet... Like, the first, like, meeting between Anne and Sprig. And how she, like... Even though she, like, trapped him, she, like, eventually comes back to, like, save him when that, that mantis... Thing is approaching them 
but then like and then the town like assembles the mob and ties Anne down but then like they had the like we saw the red mantis but then like we, we have the green mantis show up and then the actual like threat of the of the segment shows up and that was funny he starts like cutting down their formation and then eventually like Anne and Spriggs save the day and then uh Anne is pretty much accepted into the planner's home and Sprig is seen as responsible so uh happy like, ending it was an, it, yeah it was a happy ending and uh, it was a nice uh it was a really nice like fun yeah introduction it was, to the world it was a nice way to uh, set the tone for the story you know what were your thoughts on him it's actually nice that they introduced the um the supporting cast before we um to see the town the town folks the supporting characters before like we set our scenes on the um on the planters and our whole whole introduction to Anne. Yeah, like we get that first shot of Wartwood and it really like it takes its time to show like this is just like a small town that like role that small town life. And it's like a very like calm and well we know later on that Wartwood is like anything but calm, but like here it's like a mo- moment of a uh, tranquility. And then, uh, hop, and then we get that like that rent that rented little slug that we, or that discount Bessie. I don't know what to call that. Yeah, and, uh, the snail was oh. weird. Yeah, the like weird, I'm yeah. guessing, I'm guessing they didn't have a design for Bessie yet. Yeah, maybe. Not yet. Um, I, I don't think. Or maybe there's like some but explanation I, for that. I don't know. But then um, I know Best Franz was the second episode. Like, Anor Beast wasn't the first episode, like, boarded. I know. That was but, um, Grubhog Day, right? And then now that I think about it, did, like, did Bessie show up in that, in that episode? I don't think. I don't think mm, she did. No. Yeah. Um, I don't know. <laughs> That's a. That's a little bit of a plot hole, I guess. It's it's like a t- sm- tiny thing. It's not really that important. Um, <laughs> but still, it's funny. The, the real important question is, where was Bessie? Because she's, of course, the main character. In the void. We also have uh, Toadstool. Like at, at this time, Toadstool was still running for mayor, I think. Or was that just like a campaign? It was probably just like a thing to get him like to get people to vote for him during um the election the upcoming election so he's probably still mayor yeah he was still mayor i just like i'm guessing like he started campaigning that yeah early on. actually yeah just to get his image up um yeah to get his Im- image up i guess it was nice it was a nice um introduction to the characters at this point like Polly, because we, I, I think, I remember early on in season one, like, Polly was always seen as the more, like, uh, responsible sibling, until, like, we got her, like, I guess until we got more of her, like, her own uh, episode, I think it was Girl Time, that's when we established, like, Polly was more, of, like, was also more rebellious, because, like, here, she's more of the, she's more, like, she more she's more the voice of reason. Yeah, I mean, antics. I think she still is the voice of reason, but she is rebellious too. I don't know, it's like a mix of both. It really depends. Like she doesn't she doesn't really do um stupid things that often, but she is still rebellious in like a different way, I guess. Yeah, I, I remember trying to get my sister to watch the show. Like I would just show her Polly clips because she loved the character. <laughs> she like just starts eating the candy, like the Pac-Man the Pac-Man candy scene, and her voice is, like, so, like, nasally. It's kind of, it's cute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When, when, when Anne first, uh, when Anne first shows up, like, we already saw the promos, but, like, I wish, I wish Anne's first, appear- I remember Anne's appearance in, like, in a promo where they show the shot of, like, her panning up, and she, like, looks, like, create like, deranged. And the one shoe. I remember, like that was such like a memorable moment in the promo, in the promos that we had. Like, 
I don't know. It's just because at the time, like I was just used to Star being oh, like, no, because like Star was like a princess and stuff. So it's like <laughs> I'm know. used to that kind of like protagonist and just seeing Anne like with a crazed look in her eye, like all dirty, one shoe, like coming out of the force of holding a spear. It's like, oh, this is <laughs> this is interesting. Yeah, and like it's not like it even changes throughout the show. Like she's still. <laughs> she's throughout the entire yeah, she's, she's like all uh, uh dirty so <laughs> i get how that could be a change I yeah guess, for two seasons forever. yeah <laughs> all she gets like as a change is like the armor and that's it in season two <laughs> yeah and then like season three she'll finally get her other shoes. yeah she'll finally get clean clothes and oh, then like God. also we get that I don't know why I remember this, but, like, or why I'm so fixated on this. It's just, they mention, like, Wally mentions Anne has, like, the face bump, like, her, her nose. And then, like, when Sprig sees it again, like, they do, they animate oh. Anne's nose, like, sniffing. <laughs> it's just such a weird are... close-up. My cat's walking on my keyboard. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, um... <laughs> I like the show. I like how the show has like those weird close-ups. It's funny. Um, get off. Close-up shots similar to the um to those SpongeBob episodes. Yeah, with like the hatching style. Mm-hmm. Those are funny. I guess like the for- the first meeting between Anne and Sprig, like so Anne Anne says that she doesn't know how she like she pretty much she pretty much lies to like Sprig the first time he asks like how did you get here she just says I don't know then like later at the segment we we see her open the box and she like knows she pretty much knows like that's how she got to amphibia which I guess that makes sense that she doesn't want to like tell like a stranger she just met about it yeah. What else happened when uh, the towns the townsfolk said something before they started the mob? Like, oh yeah, I'm surprised because I know like Anne's not gonna die, so they probably just let the townsfolk say like have the mob and talk about killing killing Anne. <laughs> like jokingly, because I know like I I I I swear I thought like I I'm pretty sure like I've heard somewhere in the past that like Disney is like really careful about like saying kill and then we see like discount bessie again when like hop up like comes out of like comes out of the store and he's just like he's just so like he's used to the town like starting up a mob <laughs> he's like what, what does he say uh he just says oh just another day in wartwood no i think he said like uh oh another day another, another day mob. mob yeah something like that um, yeah, this, <laughs> it's got really good, um, Amphibia has really good one-liners. It's got good humor. That's, like, a, that's, like, a good part about it. Um, it's the humor. <laughs> oh, it, it, uh, it usually lands, like, 90% of the time. Oh, like, and then, like, Hop Hop coming back to the car and just seeing, like, Polly lying there <laughs> surrounded by the rappers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she um, like got stomachache that quick, like with a short amount of candy that Sprig gave her. She's a baby. Chuck wrote the first high scene in the show. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> like she looks like passed out. Like after all, <laughs> I shouldn't finish that sentence. Like a night party. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then, and then Anne's eating the the shrooms. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> nice, uh, <laughs> nice one. There's not. Really I guess do we a lot to? There's not really a lot to go over. We could. For um, we could talk about. We could talk about the part where Anne. Uh, when she, when Anne catches like the red the mantis's arm and that's like the we see uh, uh the eye glow like, eye glow, the eye glow yeah. yeah 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 a little um oh just an animation error don't worry 
yeah, there's there's a um, there's a lot of back and forth at times. Oh my god, yeah. I don't I'm know. Not, For some reason, I'm, like this fandom sucks at like determining what is and isn't an animation error. A minor misconception, obviously. I mean, like I kind of get it because, like, at this this early on, and like Anne's like pupils are so tiny in this in like in these scenes, like. Yeah. But still, like it has a it has a glow effect. Like, come on, you you don't do that on. <laughs> And like it, there's no, it's there's a no other... reason why it has to be there. Yeah, like it's not like it's solid color. There's no reason why you would have to even use that tool, um, since everything else is like cell shaded. In Anne's design, yeah, like the fade, the fade is what makes it like obvious. If it just stayed blue the whole time, then and, like yeah, and I could see how I people could. See... could... It's an animation error, but yeah, <laughs> it was glowing. Exactly. But then, obvious. yeah, if if there was like a deliberate like change, yeah, and like I'm guessing, do we think her powers were holding the holding back the mantis arm, or is that just like um, I think yeah, the girls like because um I don't know they all she seemed to get like stronger whenever she whenever she had the eye glows um and. I don't know, like even in uh even in um Barrel's Warhammer, it helped Sasha get the hammer out. So Yeah, because like sometimes it, it probably does stuff yeah, for like, strength. Yeah, because like sometimes in this show, like I'm not sure like what is like sometimes it might be the gems helping them and sometimes it just might be like that the girls in the show like are just naturally like more durable. Because I remember, like, Sasha and, like, Toadcatcher getting, like, thrown at a, thrown at a rock, and the rock, the rock is cracking. (laughs) I'm like, did the gem help her with that, like, and break her fall, or cushion the impact? (laughs) 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 Awkward. Uh, (laughs) Um, yeah, maybe. Uh, (laughs) sure, let's go with that. Um, I don't know. There's not really a lot to to talk about with um Anne or Beast because it really just sets the tone for the story. But um, the Iglo was really good foreshadowing for what was to come, and like hinting. So yeah, that was a really nice detail. And then uh, like at the end, uh, when like Hop Hop is like proud of Sprig, and like Sprig says big win, and I remember on the subreddit, I think. Some people like even like even I thought like maybe like that the big win thing might be uh Sprig's like catchphrase, but then like it never happened again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um I don't know, I think that was like just a reference to like um uh cas- cas- casino games, you know? So I don't know. <laughs> I I didn't take it as like it would be his catchphrase at all. And then when the mountain, like when Hoppa mentions like the mountains are, uh, like the the path through the mountains is like frozen over. Like this is the first time we get a map, the the first of many maps that are like inaccurate <laughs> to the show. <laughs> Yeah, the maps like, are in this show like none of them make none of them add up. What were you gonna say? Oh yeah, I was just gonna say like in Hop Hop's map, like it looks like the entire mountain is like the entire valley is like surrounded by mountains, but we know like in the show it's just like ha- like one. I think the north eastern side of the town is has that mountain, but uh. I remember, I remember seeing this really wild theory that uh, Wartwood was like on top of like a giant monster, and then like the mountains were its teeth. I don't know. That was just some really like metal, metal stuff back in the day. <laughs> yeah, pretty metal. <laughs> um, yeah, the maps are back on the topic of maps. They're like, um, <laughs> they were like in season one. They were. 
Yeah, very inconsistent. Like in season one, there were a few. I think there were like three or four, and all, none of them added up. <laughs> and then we get like Anne's room, the basement, and like Sprig is like, how old is Sprig? Like I think ten. I was just a cute scene with the ten. I just really like that cute scene with the stuffed animals, and then like, and just gives him that like that. I don't want to say smug, just like the smirk. <laughs> oh my god! And then like when she's alone, she like opens the box and like she just tries like opening it again, and nothing's happening. But I think other than Anne or Beast, we don't really see the box until. I think it was Anne versus Wild. Yeah, so a few episodes later. Which normally would feel like that would be a few months for us in terms of airing schedule, but in this case Amphibia had the bomb format in season one, so we saw that next we saw that the week after. Yeah. Um Are we so uh, are we gonna go on to uh Best Fronds. Because that's the one I really want to talk about. I know Fall. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I I was just trying to see, like, what else we could talk about Anne or Beast, but I do think, yeah. 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 It's it's time. (laughs) It's it's time. Um, Best Fronds definitely had a lot more, uh... Yeah, more It gave us a lot more insight, a lot more insight into the Dynamic. The, uh, the, group, dynamic. the group dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with Anne and Sprig. Yeah, so especially like Best Frons like shows up with like the the few minutes of Anne and the girls on Earth prior to like getting teleported. And like Anne like we could see like like there's no there's no dialogue, but we know obviously like Anne is like being like peer pressured Actually, no, Anne has that one line about, like, oh, you can do this, Anne. But, like, Anne is basically being peer pressured to steal that, steal the box from the thrift store. And then, like, Anne wakes up thinking it's all a dream, and then, like, realizing it's not a dream. And Anne, uh, Sprig, Sprig is really, like, Sprig is a good kid, where he, like, offers to be Anne's friend, like, that was such a wholesome moment, and then and then they, they want to go to the beach, and then hop basically locks them in, because he's paranoid. But then, like, eventually, like, they grab the key, and they head out to, like, to that lake. And Sprig, like, Anne really, it, it was, like, I don't want to say hard to watch, but like Anne was really like you could, you can tell how dick. much. Yeah, she she was a dick. I guess yeah. Yeah. I said so eloquently. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. After watching like reunion, you get to see why. I guess. You know, like it all, it makes not sense. Even, not even reunion, like even prison break. When you see the way Sasha acts, it's like okay, yeah, that's, yeah. But in reunion, it really all bond. comes together. Comes together, reunion, yeah. Like you get to see their dynamic, and you know how like and also, friendship works. And and also, uh, when Anne asks Sprig if he has friends, like, and he's like, he mentions, "Oh, I don't have many friends here," but like. Did did was Ivy just non-existent at this point in the show? <laughs> um, yeah, uh, that was a little plot holeish. But he said he had he called her his acquaintance, childhood acquaintance, like, um, uh, in dating season. So I I guess that they were they put that in there just to make some sense of it. I'm guessing Sprig never wanted to put Ivy in the friend zone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but I guess Venom. What, what were your thoughts on uh, 
Actually, wait, I don't... Yeah, like, what were your thoughts on, like, Inner Beast? I, I forgot to ask you this by the end. Uh, I like the episode. Yeah, I like the episode in general. Yeah, I like the episode. It, like, like, you know, like, it, like, sets up the, um... I already said that it, like, sets up the town folks, the planters, and and the, um... The foreshadowing of the of ants eye glow and um this is best frog oh wait what <laughs> <laughs> pay attention next time <laughs> no 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 i was asking i was asking venom about uh ant or beast at the end because like i forgot to ask him oh okay oh. never mind come on fall <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry i zoned out yeah she's too busy thinking about sasha <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, change the subject so everyone can forget that ever happened. All right, let's get to the um talking about the the best, best fronts. Fronts. So yeah, like Ivy was just non-existent at this point, and then uh, I kind of when when I saw the "Don't Swim" sign, it looked like my first thought was did this frog write it write to sign it with his blood his or her blood <laughs> with yeah. the way it, it just like, trails off like, at the end it did look like that someone was already dying yeah there's a lot of <laughs> a lot of like references to death in this show um also um i did like the at the end we kind of had like the sasha scene and it made it so you have really had something to like look forward to later in the season like something that you was really building up anticipation well i wanted to talk about uh Anne and sprig versus the snake but okay yeah we can just skip to sasha again <laughs> Thanks okay, the snake. right snake is so important <laughs> I mean, I think that's the highlight of the episode. Eventually, eventually, we get to uh, a day a day at the aquarium makes the makes the snake important. Where it's that adventure that Hop yeah. Hop and Polly never knew about. That is true. <laughs> um, yeah, I like the callbacks in a day at the aquarium. Th th those were nice. And then we get like one of Hop Hop's books, like his real like I don't want to. They're like the opposite of self help books. How to be an actor? Like, oh wait, no, was it like you're a failed actor? You know, what now? Yeah, it's like so you're a failed actor. I think. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, it actually does the, say that. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect setup for the for the season two. Uh, a caravan named Desire, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that one. And then, like, Hop, we get a lot of, like, uh, like, the crew really likes making the frogs act like Muppets. Because, like, in the first segment, we have, like, Polly, not Polly, Wally, like, screaming in, like, flailing his arms. And then even in Best Fronds, we have, like, Hop Pop, like, flailing around when he thinks Anne ate everyone. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, my God. I just thought it was hilarious how, like, Hop Hop, like, woke up from a nap and thought Anne, like, managed to, like, eat everyone in town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, good shit. I also but liked... Then, uh... I liked how much... Oh. Uh, sorry. I liked how much, um, the show... Like was given to work with with Anne, like how bad she was in Best Friends, like how badly she treated Sprig. That made her development like really noticeable. Um, by the end of the season, like it's not, it's a really like smooth transition, so it's hard to notice if you're just watching the season. But if you like watch Reunion and then <laughs> go back to Best Friends, like it's so obvious, which makes it really cool. Yeah, like Rook was saying in the chat, like it shows like how Sprig was like a good influence for her. Yeah, 
And even Anne isn't like Anne's not unlikable, but like she has like a, a lot of room to grow. And like but they still like the show still made her like likable enough where like and even even when she messes up, she at least like recognizes her faults. Yeah. Like she still has like a moral compass. She's just like yeah. You know. Yeah. And I guess before we get into like the final scene, like then I'm over your thoughts on uh best friends. It did set up the um the flashback scene already set up the the idea of Anne being peer pressure and later in the episode um Anne's like toxic behavior traits of of being around like uh, Sasha like spends for the longest as it's established in the show since kindergarten and uh and it did like and the mistakes that Anne did like she recognized her mistakes to make up to it to sprig and at the end of the day it will like um like will like make up for the um for the for the faults in her choices. And yeah, especially when uh when Anne's giving her like rationale, like her argument to Sprig, and like I'm I'm looking up the I'm looking up the transcript. If your friend likes new shoes, you give them to her. And if a friend wants you to steal a crazy music box from a thrift store, you do it anyway. Oh, you, you, you do it even if you don't want really want to. Like, oh man, like, like looking. I, I watched the episode last night. Like, I rewatched it last night, and just like after everything that went down in like the show in general, I guess it's just I don't know. That really, it really makes you like think <laughs> or feel, I guess. But uh, I guess we can talk about like the final scene where Doris, no, not Polly and Doris, uh, Sasha and Grime, and so I don't know how Grime was like how the Toads found Anne's other shoe. I guess uh, it was probably somewhere. Uh, they said um, forest or something like. Grimes said it was like somewhere in like the South Forest where they found the the shoe. And they don't have shoes like that in Amphibia. They only have like boots, I think. I mean like and shoe, yeah, like and shoe is like probably like one of kind amphibia. And then Grime looked at it and was like, "I didn't, I do not recognize this drip." <laughs> <laughs> it's like this is definitely like some otherworldly stuff. Among drip, but all right. Um, but it was really like. I mean, I it remember was at good. the time it was, it was a big like. I don't want to say it's a big twist, but like, it it definitely confirmed to everyone that like Anne wasn't the only one like trapped in this world. If like yeah. people hadn't seen the, I guess if people were like doubtful about like the very first shot of the intro where like all the girls are like caught in the in the blast, at least the, like they confirmed that Sasha and most likely Marcy. Are in are in amphibia. Yeah. Um. And uh, I feel like it really did a good job of showing like the contrast between um frogs and toads and their like uh um 
in the and how they like work. Um, and with like yeah. how different um, Anne and Sasha's like conditions are, like living conditions. Yeah, eventually we see like Sasha manages to like turn things around in her like predicament. But uh, yeah, like we when we see Warwood, it's like a very like bright and pleasant place, and then like we just cut away to like Sasha in jail in the dark, like in the rain too, and even like the final shot of Anne, like like even though it's like even though like the scene is like dark because it's nighttime, like she's surrounded by like the blue light of the mushrooms. And even remember when we thought Grime was going to be a big villain? Yes, I remember that. <laughs> oh my god. Um. Yeah. The but the real villain was Andreas all alone. Um. I mean, I, like the first like, time you see Andreas, it's so obvious. I don't even know how that was like a discussion. Like even when we saw Grime, like we knew he wouldn't be like. We wouldn't. We knew he wouldn't be like the final boss, but now that like when I think about it, like he like Grime didn't really show up at all. Should didn't show up too much in season one. Like he had this segment, best best bronze, prison break, and then he, reunion. Uh, and don't and yeah, forget his. Uh, don't forget um, Grime's little small cameo appearance at the end of well, what, episode 19B? And oh, end of the year, yeah. Yeah. End of the year was really good. Yeah, like, but and also Grimes, uh, Grimes' design was pretty much, like, unchanged, I think, from the, from the pilot, pilot reel. Like him and Anne were the only characters that didn't really go too much of an extreme change, and and Hop Hop, I guess. And then, did we cover everything? <laughs> Uh, I believe so. I just, I really liked all the gags. Oh, like the hot pepper gag with Sprague, like, I don't know where he stored those peppers, though, like, if he was in the <laughs> pool. Uh, you don't want to know. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then I also noticed that, like, I think Hop Hop's because like uh, uh, Sprig's voice like there's like an obvious change with the yeah I, I forgot Justin's like... last name like the Sprig's voice actor like he he grew up a little bit like he he grew up and then his voice changed a little bit Polly's voice is a little bit more like nasally mm. I guess. And then Hop Up's voice has a little bit more of like a, uh, how do I describe like a south like, like Hop Up's voice like is all like and Bill Farmer is like all, like a southern accent, but like here it seems more like, uh, more like exaggerated, I guess. Like I probably need to like watch like more like season one episodes. And then compare them to like season two. Like I feel like season two was more like more of Bill Farmer's voice, and that than season one. Ah, <clears throat> uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Personally, I like the humor of 
season one more than season two and the and the and the whole feeling but like season two is really good for like plot stuff you know i mean i like like i didn't think season two season one season two's humor changed too much like i think it stayed the stayed the same except like it did I think, a little less of it here. There's a little bit less of it. I think just here, like, the, uh... How do I describe this? Like, when the voice actors, like, deliver... There's more... There's more occasions where the voice actors in Season 1 just have to deliver, like, really simple lines and then make them sound hilarious. While, like, Season 2 has, like, more jokes, I guess. Oh yeah, the um, um the um the first season did happen to have like like a lot of those exaggerated one-liners when season 2 had um a less but uh but with like a balance on on how the execution of the joke delivers. Yeah, I think one of my favorite sprig lines is uh like after they beat the the snake, like Spriggs like screams out death approaching while he swim away. Oh yeah, death is approaching. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Um one of my favorite episodes for the humor is um Stakeout. That's one of my favorites of season one. It was just so funny. Yeah. And we don't... How many times do we see uh, Polly's uh, rolling pin? Because I feel like we see it in another episode, but... I think we only see it here? I think only this episode? I don't know. It's been... um been some time I've watched the first season but not like too too long ago but like I guess like Polly like I think like the mace becomes like Polly's default weapon in season one which I guess is a good upgrade And, like, even for this first season, like, I remember, like, thinking about, like, how beautiful, like, the backgrounds are on this show. Like, the first scene, like, of Wartwood, it's, like, there's so much detail in the background. Yeah, the background art is amazing in this show. And then the first time, uh... Like one of the planned, like one of the uh, shots of the planner's house, like it had to have like some firefly, not the giant fireflies, but like tiny like fireflies for like a lighting effect, and that was nice. Yeah, and I think I. And I think Matt mentioned it in an interview, like about a year ago, about how like they wanted like the scenes on Earth to look like very like dull and bland compared to like the color in amphibia which is like yeah that's noticeable um yeah like you but then oh yeah go ahead full no that, that's it uh <laughs> here you go oh okay because like even though like they made earth look as bland as possible like now that in season three that they're heading back to earth like that season three intro gave it a lot more color And, uh, we also have the, <laughs> I can't look at the, the outro, the, the credits the same way I did before after True Colors. Because <laughs> before it was just like a, like, just like a pleasant, like, peaceful outro. And then... Like, after True Colors, it's now, like, 
the emotional backbone of the Anne and Sprig friendship. I guess, did we cover, I think we've covered most of episode one. Yeah, we did. Is there any, I guess, Venom, any final thoughts on both these episodes? Um, no. Like, that's pretty much all that there is to cover. All right, and how about you fall? Um, hmm. Yeah, I think we covered mostly everything. Um, I just, I don't know, I really, I thought they were really good for setting up the story and setting up, like, future plot points and all that. Like, it, Amphibia is really good with its build-up. Yeah, like, I'm looking back, like, I'm glad episode one didn't tease us with, like, too much of, like, the grand scheme of things. Like, it was mostly the box and Sasha that were basically, like, the, the I guess, the, the elements of the show that we, like, we know things are going to be, like, like, the show's going to, like, the show's, like, story yeah, it's gonna is be going to be, like, bigger. Yeah, yeah it's going yeah. it it to be bigger than this. It was it was really and good like, for um keeping me invested. Yeah, and I remember how much like the design of the calamity box itself like really drew, like drew my interest. Yeah, where it's definitely if, yeah it, it feels like an like even an amphibia like an artifact. Like it doesn't it doesn't yeah it doesn't feel like it, it feels like something like really like. Um, I don't want to say, yeah, really old. Yeah, otherworldly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get you. Hey. hey. All right, I think we pretty much covered everything. But I do want to say that, like, um, season one, um, there was, like, a lot of stuff that you didn't think was going to be important that actually was, like, how popular. And, like, watching it all... Um, the first time was, like, I don't know, you think, like, oh, when's it gonna pick up? But then, like, after you watch the whole show, like, it's so easy to just go back and watch those episodes and, like, really like them, because of how you know, like, what they're setting up in, in the future. Yeah, like, re-watching season one, like, even re-watching, like, I I've seen Anna Beast and Best Franz, like, a few times, like, I guess maybe a few months ago, but like even watching it again after like after season t after season two, like it it's very it feels really rewarding to like watch to see where these like characters st started off. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, I don't know. Like <laughs> when I was first watching it for like the first time, I thought like it was like I don't know. While while I was watching season one, I thought it was like wasting time or something but now it's like so easy to go back and look at them and like watch them i don't know they're really like when you don't like when you aren't expecting plot to pick up or like aren't looking for that they're really really nice to just watch on their own because like they have really good humor and stuff and like you just know that um they were there for like the build-up and it's really like rewarding having like, all those episodes just dedicated to character moments and stuff. Yeah. I, I'm looking at the scene where, like, Pop-Op's, like, sleeping, like, sleep-reading or whatever, and I feel like this shot is similar to what we see in uh, Anne versus Wild. Like, I'm trying to quick check this as quickly as I can. Oh man, I haven't watched Anne vs. Wild in a long time, but I know that one was really good because, like, um, a lot of people would think, like, oh, it's like, it's filler, like, skip it. <laughs> like, um, but the ending is, like, 
so important. And if you think any of that kind of mindset where it's like, oh, skip all the filler, you're going to miss like the important stuff that's actually in those filler, filler episodes, you know? Like, I posted in the chat, like, look at those shots between uh, Anne versus Wild and Best Friends. Let's take a look. I don't know. Like, oh, yeah, that's the exact same thing. The only thing that's different really is the lighting. The lighting, and then like Hop Up has like more books everywhere, and yeah, like I don't know. It's w- cool how like just a change of lighting can make things look like so much more ominous. It's cool. All right. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah, I'm surprised I even like caught that. <laughs> yeah, you got a good eye thumb. Yeah, hopefully, like, I remember this and bring it up again when we talk about Anne versus Wild. But I guess, like, that pretty much concludes this week's episode, I think. And then next week, we'll probably talk, like, next week, we will talk about uh, Kane, K- Kane Crazy and uh, Flood Sweat and Tears. But uh, I guess, Venom, any final thoughts? No. All right. And fall any any last thoughts? Nah, not really. I pretty much said everything. All right. So thank you guys for coming on today, and uh, I'll we'll see you all next week when we cover uh, episode two. Say good night, everyone. Hey, good night. Or good morning, depending on the uh, the time zone. Oh right, right. Time zones, and also this is enough. <laughs> this isn't live anymore. <laughs> oh, wait, it isn't? <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. All right, well, good night, good day, whatever.